Welcome to this week's podcast. And this week I have a man by the name of Fabio on to conduct the interview and to go through some of the questions that he may have for me. So without further ado, Fabio, you can take over from here. Yeah, thank you, Chris. Um, I very much appreciate my chance to be here on this podcast. And maybe I share a little bit about myself. Sure. So I'm 20 years old. Um, I spent most of last year, actually all of last year, in Australia and recently came back to Germany and reconnected with my family very deeply. And now I'm in a spot where I can choose quite freely what I'm going to occupy myself with during the next months or even years. So I took the chance and I'm going to travel um, for a bit more. And I'd like to start this week's podcast with a question um, that recently came up within me. And that is, as men, we relate to other men oftentimes in a way that is not very nurturing for us. And the way women and men connect to each other, especially if they are very aware of that process, they will provide very deep nourishment to each other. How is the interplay or how does this work with men to men? The same could be applied to men, uh, to women, to women. Um, how do how are they able to nourish nourish each other? For men, what is almost always most important is that the man is always being held to a very high standard of self where his usual childish excuses of why he can't do what he wants to do or why he doesn't feel good enough, where they, these excuses are not really tolerated in any way. So where a man is held to the highest regard by another man. And also the demanding of accountability and responsibility from one man to another. But it's really to support everything in the man that will be of benefit to him, greater benefit to his life, to his path, to his purpose and to his journey. Because so much of male-to-male relating is based on fearful egoicness. Yes. Where... It's kind of one weakness is supporting the other weakness. And they get together and they abuse themselves together 
or they get dumber together, or they get mixed up in things that are wasting their life force together. Because if one of them was to take responsibility, then the other would immediately have to see all the ways in his own life where he's not taking responsibility. Yes. Uh, many people don't like that form of mirroring. They don't like to see an authentic reflection of where they're at and how they're really behaving and functioning in their life right now. Yeah, and really the same goes for women. Yeah. I just want to hop in and say that um, that is maybe the reason behind um, a man who is very aware of his inner body, of his feelings, uh, will show up to the other man all the ways in which he has not been feeling himself and has not been expressing himself in the way that he maybe should have. Yeah. So how does this apply to connections with women, uh, woman to woman? Well, for woman to woman, it's really quite similar in terms of the basic principles that I was speaking to. But what is also very important for women is that the environment, the environment of communication and expression really needs to be kept clean. And what I mean when I say that, so many times a woman will find herself in a situation with a partner or with a male friend or with a lover or a fuck buddy or whatever that when a woman wants to call what she's doing. And rather than actively seeking out someone who she knows will hold her accountable and someone who knows will be authentic with her and communicate to her honestly based on the situation, rather than doing that, what tends to happen is that the women will, will get together in groups or packs and one woman will share her problem with her lover And then all of the women will just start to vomit their own conditioning and their own anger and their own resentment towards men and their experiences of men. And they'll just share that with the woman. And they'll totally toxify her cleanliness when it comes to relating with that man or even with that situation. So... This is one of the biggest things that I personally will see with either female friends or or women I know in my life or women who come to me for, for the work that I do. They can go off clean and clear, but then they may mention something to one of their female friends who has not been doing any form of internal work on herself as an adult woman. And instead, she's kind of hanging out in child's pose in her life. And as soon as the woman even mentions the situation with the man, her friend, her bestie, will just start to go off on one. And then this woman is starting to be kind of pulled in to this terrible advice. 
And then the woman takes it on and she takes it in and then she goes back to the man and she goes back to her life with this horrible advice and ruins something and almost pulls the consciousness out of the situation, out of the relating. And then it falls apart. So what I would really say for a woman, woman to woman relating, women really need to allow themselves to be fully responsible with one another. Because I can have a woman have a conversation with me and she's totally open and she's clear about stuff. And, and you know, we're having a beautifully mature engagement. Mm-hmm. And then she goes off to one of her female friends and because she doesn't want to upset her female friend, she just lets her female friend be totally insane and behave like a child. And she doesn't step in in a way that can actually help her female friend and bring her female friend to some form of stabilization and some clarity. She doesn't do that. Mm-hmm. Instead, she just sits there and allows the perp- perpetration of this continue because she doesn't want to feel like she's being too harsh or calling anything too truthful for her female friends. But we really need to get over that. Because truth and realness is what will really allow someone to have a better life. So allowing yourself as a woman to be fully authentic and raw and real and honest and coming from the heart with your friends. So you can say, sweetheart, what are you doing? Take a moment, relax, take a deep breath. Why are you projecting all of your childishness onto this situation? Mm-hmm. We got to be okay calling out the places where consciousness is not vibrating from a place of love, not from a place of judgment and not from a place of trying to be better than somebody or prove somebody wrong, but really just from a place of love because truth and consciousness and authenticity, which are really all a part of the same thing. This is what will really, really be able to help your fellow woman or your fellow man, not the coddling of their own refusal to grow up, their refusal to take responsibility for their life. So for women supporting and loving one another via that, putting down the all all the ways that the woman wants to compete with other women for either a man or something else, a position in the social hierarchy or to be seen as more attractive or whatever it is. We must stop competing. We really need women to start loving each other more. There is a reason why so many women have far more male friends in her life than she does female friends. Mm-hmm. Because she can't trust so many of her female friends. Because there's so much drama within female to female relating if there is no maturity on board that relationship. So women really need to start bringing loving with one another and supporting the beautifulness in one another. But you can only support the beautifulness in somebody else once you've come to understand and feel and honor the beautifulness in yourself as a woman. Yes. 
but we need to put down the childishness and the games. Yeah, that's actually something I would like to delve deeper into, is into the um, what you call childishness. Um, can you give not a definition, but um, bring more clarity to this term? Childishness in women and childishness um, maybe in men? Sure. I'll just speak about childishness as a, as a bench head for both. Yes. It really just comes down to the lack of responsibility that an individual takes for his or her existence. Yes where they expect everybody outside of themselves to take on responsibility, not only for how he or she feels and experiences their life, but also they want the other people and other, other individuals and situations in their life to take full responsibility for her happiness or his happiness. It's being totally unaccountable for wanting one thing in your life but then refusing to do the work internally in order to come to that place externally mm -hmm. it's the stroppiness it's the it's the unawareness of self it's the me 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 i deserve it and i want it so give it to me but yet you don't have to take any responsibility for your own existence. It's wanting childish things, such as external validation. From the man, he just wants the woman to have sex with him. He wants the woman just to be aroused by him without him having to do any work in what it means to even be a man. And then he gets angry and hateful towards women because the woman doesn't pat him on his head and tell him how handsome and beautiful he is as a man. Because the woman won't fulfill the role of his mother. So he's seeking externally for all these things, which will keep him in that child's posture. Where he wants to be able to treat the woman like dirt. <laughs> and still receive love from her because that's what a strong man does apparently you play hard to get treat him mean to keep him keen all of this is just a form of childishness it's coming from fear of the child it's coming from the person in being too fearful to actually feel the reality of where they're sitting at It's the man wanting the woman to look a certain way and be a certain way and have sex a certain way so he can look at the porn and then look at her or look at the magazine and look at her and say, yup, you look like those things that society says are beautiful. So now me as a man, if I have you in my life, that means that I am more masculine. Mm -hmm. 
and I am more approved of and I am more successful. This is childishness because it's rooted in unconsciousness and total lack of intelligence of self, lack of intelligence of life. And from women, it's, it's similar in the way where she starts to pull from all the, the ways that society has told her she needs to be maintained and looked after by a man, which weakens her. A woman is deeply powerful when she's being a woman. She doesn't need to be looked after by anybody. She needs to be seen. She needs to be felt. She needs to be met but she doesn't need to be taken care of. So when a woman grows up assuming that, which can come from how she's been raised or her experiences or just the fact that she's too afraid to feel herself in her womanhood, so she wants to get caught up in external distractions and shiny things. Most women live their lives like pigeons. They just want to see shiny things. Not because they're, they're broken, but because of that's what they have been told to champion in their life. The man with money, or the man with the car, or the man who buys them nice things and holds the door for them and is being chivalrous and treats them like a princess. The princess thing is toxic because it keeps the woman small. And this is how our young women are being raised. You know, you're a princess. Just because you're born a woman, you're automatically more important than everybody. Not in every case, but you just got to look at social media, which 99% of humanity are on. And you can see the direction that women want to prim and proper themselves for the camera. How they want to appear, which is in that princess type of formality even in spirituality it's the same thing just in different ways so again i'm never here to berate any anybody all i'm really looking to do is to shine more light in certain areas so a person can possibly see their place of internal functioning and come to realization of how this way of living may actually be weakening me and causing me suffering causing me pain, causing me, me fatigue. The woman doesn't need the shiny thing. She doesn't need to be taken care of, as I said. Yes. So she needs to come back to a place of realizing that no man owes her anything just because she was born here with a vagina and breasts. Life will bring back to her what she is being. So if she goes out, you know, dressed in all the fancy stuff she wants to dress in, and then she comes in a call with me and says, Chris, I keep attracting the same men and they keep, you know, playing with me and I keep attracting just horrible partners. The first thing I'm going to be looking at is, well, are you wearing idiot bait? Because a lot of women are out there fishing with idiot bait and they keep reeling in themselves this gigantic you know, 200 pound idiot. <laughs> and then they want to complain about it. <laughs> and you know, to the beautiful women, I want to say, realize and be aware of how you are moving around in your life. Mm -hmm. And I mean that from the most loving place and the most supportive place. I adore women. I adore femininity. 
it's so vitally important for for our planet to function in a healthy way. And that's a huge part of the work that I do is assisting and supporting the restoration of that. But in order for that to happen, we we got to be willing to get real honest with ourselves. And sometimes it stings a little bit. And that's okay. That's good. It means we're on the right track. Mm-hmm. But it will allow us to let go of so much suffering. And what I want to say also to the men is just because you're born as a man doesn't mean anyone owes you anything. You don't get to attempt to walk over people. You don't get to just dominate things because you think that's what you should do as a man because you're physically stronger in some cases or because you think you're more intelligent. We need to come back to the reality and the authenticity of who we actually are, how we actually function. And then start coming back onto each other's team as teammates, as friends, as allies, not as competitors. Because there really is so much beautifulness there when we can really all relate with each other from an authentic place. Yeah, and that does really come into play or is corresponding to what we talked about earlier. Um, how we can support each other um, in, 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 in a very powerful way. Um, yeah. So, a very um, important part of being alive, of being aware, is to be aware of your body and to feel um, the emotion. But not only the emotion, also the 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 sense, the, and um, through the through the development or the ongoing of this process of becoming more aware of our bodies, of the space we inhabit in this world. Um, what ways are there in which we can assist ourselves to make more positive choices, choices that will be, will be beneficial to supporting that us in, in, inside us? I hope that it was clear in any way. If uh, it was not, I may start all over again. <laughs> it wasn't exactly clear, but I have an understanding of what it is that you're asking. Yeah. Well, to make beneficial decisions, 
for oneself. One's self needs to feel oneself. And the person must actually be in communion with their spirit, with their heart, with their intuition. And the more you can invite feeling back into your life where you don't run from it or brace for contact with it, when you can start allowing feeling come back in, that will immediately start bringing you deeper into contact with yourself. So from that place, your decision-making will really be vibrating in more alignment with you. It'll be coming up out of you rather than coming up out of your fear or your conditioning or your confusion. Yes. So So that we need to be in contact. Sorry. I said, so to do that, you need to really be in contact with yourself. Yes. And it's difficult to really be in contact when so much of your time is based on distracting yourself. Mm -hmm. So if someone can just even look at that, and just start to cut down gradually on their distraction, that will be very helpful. Mm -hmm. Because there really is no reason to leave yourself for anything you do. I don't care whether you're in a conversation, or you're having a dinner, or you're, you know, at your job. There is no reason for you to leave yourself. So you must uncover why you keep leaving yourself. What about your external situations are encouraging you and supporting you to get up and leave? What about that uncomfortable situation is making you get up and run away and go into performance mode and all of the things that are really responsible for your fatigue and for your suffering. The deeper you can come to accept everything the way it is internally with you, the more you can start to grow and transcend through that. But you can never force it. You can never malleably change it with your hands or with your force. True change and transformation comes from accepting fully and deeply what is right now so that you can then move through it into what it starts to become. But when you compartmentalize your life to future and past and present, there's really only one part of that place that is beneficial for you to be in ever. And that's the present. That is right now, because this moment will never be the future. 
the future will never be the future. The future will still be this moment that you're in right now. It will just be in a different form. So you learning to stay with the moment as it starts to shift and transcend and develop into a different type of moment, being the same moment, that will again allow the person to let go of so much of their habitual suffering. The only thing that is real is what you're sitting in right now. Your butt on the chair, your feet on the ground, your breath as it's moving in and out, the experience of the room or the place that you're in, the sounds you can hear, the smells you can smell, the energetics you can feel. Nothing else is happening in the world other than that. Everything else is just a story. It's just a fantasy. It's just there to distract you and pull you out of what is. Mm-hmm. Even if you have to go and plan something that someone says in two weeks, you have to go here and do this thing. How would you like to go there and how would you like to do it? Which is something I have to come up against all the time. Just based on the work that I do, if I'm holding an event or I'm setting a booking or something. So what I'll do is I'll stay in the beingness rooted in the moment that I'm in and I'll say, yes, let's do that there like this and this way. But what I won't do is fast forward in my mind and start feeling things based on this future fantasy moment that isn't even here with me, mm-hmm. that isn't even real. And then that starts to cause overthinking and then all different types of feelings and emotions can start to rise up in you. You can still engage with the future or the past, but do it from a place of rootedness in now. Don't put your mind forward because it doesn't matter. Because when you get there, it's going to be this moment. You're just going to bring this moment forward. So it really doesn't matter. Be with what is. And we can really let go of so much baggage and madness That follows everybody. Yes. So what the mind does in this case, when we are not present and we are thinking about the past or maybe about the future, is that it does bring resistance to life, essentially. Um. Out of which place uh, is this resistance coming from? The resistance is coming from the fact that you're clinging to something that doesn't even really exist. And you're trying to somehow fit it into the now. So there's internal conflict. Most resistance is just coming from the fear of what is right now. People just don't like what is right now because the ego is never happy with what is right now. And when you've lived your life based on your ego, your ego is going to be muscly as fuck. 
<laughs> it's going to be big. It's benching. Every day it's benching. <laughs> and you're giving it all the supplements, all the attention, telling it how big and strong it is. And then you want to hang beautiful clothes on it. And you want to prop it up so it feels like it's the king of the world. And it's the utmost of importance. So, of course, you're going to have resistance. When the no for you is, is all flimsy and fragile and your ego is built like a shithouse, it's going to take committed responsibility, committed discipline, and patience. Of you letting the ego and letting your mind have all that resistance, but falling into the no anyway, continuously bringing yourself back to what is, continuously bringing yourself back to your body, what is going on right now for you, what are you feeling right now, and slowly but surely that big strong ego will start to become quite malnourished. Mm -hmm. And that's a good thing. And then it will ask, ask for more attention. <laughs> it will always be asking for attention because this life in this society is built for the ego. Mm -hmm. Because if you're not in this life with the ego, then you're not really looking to buy most of the things that are on sale. You're not really looking to consume much of anything. So if everyone kind of dropped the egoic part and stepped away from it, there really wouldn't be much consumption of anything. Mm -hmm. People would just be all up in love. People would be probably growing all their own food. People would be, you know, really in alignment with, with the simplicity of the moment and the simplicity of what is. Um, bills would not be a thing. If, you know, if all the government lost the ego, the government will go, well, no bills, no tax. Uh, that's it. You know, what's the point? There's no point. It doesn't make any sense. It's just there to control people. It's there to keep people stuck. It's there to manage. So there's different hierarchies of egoicness. So for the person to start coming back to what is real for them right now will start to bring and funnel so much more life force back to their aliveness, back to their life, back to their existence, back to their being. I've seen people go through these processes or, you know, go through the work that I do or the energy work with women or the mentoring with men. And I see men and women come in battered, like looking 15, 20 years older than they actually are. And I see them after it just losing, you know, weight or, or wrinkles or just, it's amazing how revitalizing a person's existence is when it's given the right medicine, when it's given the right attention, mm -hmm. when it's opened back up in order to receive the currency that was imbued for it to receive, which is life force energy. So we are totally amazing at how we can revitalize. And it's never, ever too late. I really believe that. It's never too late. All it comes down to is how courageous are you willing to be to die in so many of the places inside of yourself that you have committed your entire life to up to this point. How willing are you to just let them fall off of you 
That's what it really comes down to. It's courage. I think you covered some points there very powerfully. Um, something I would like to add is that the madness and the craziness that we carry around with our, within ourselves oftentimes is a direct reflection of how we build these systems of control and um, the way we currently totally abuse our planet and each other. Mm -hmm. Of course. So coming out of this place of deep internal awareness and uh, dedication or willingness to fully surrender to what is already in existence, how will such a person um, support the community and the entire environment in waking up and creating spaces for one another that will be to each other's benefit and being. Yeah. By being. Yes. This is how, this is how simple and how powerful <laughs> life really is. Yes. That person doesn't actually have to do anything because how that person just takes up space in the room how that person walks into a place how that person looks at another person how that person who's embodying themselves and existence within themselves just sits down with somebody their whole intention behind everything they do will be so beautifully powerful will be so simple will be so rooted in in unconditional lovingness <laughs> that just them being there is medicine. Mm -hmm. This is the beautiful part of it. All the headiness, all the informational stuff doesn't even need to be engaged with because when you're dealing with the energetics, you're dealing with the root cause. Mm -hmm. So you don't have to talk to somebody about, about something if you're already being that answer. Because you just, to be close with that person, that person starts, their channels literally will start to vibrate and open up differently to receive more of that life force that you are now holding and bringing with you. Mm -hmm. So why when you get around a depressed person and you're just around them for a while, you start to feel depressed if you don't have yourself. It's like, wow, this person's a bummer. This person is pulling me down. That's how infectious energy is so if you walk around in that unconditional lovingness and that universal life force abundance connected to divinity connected to the godliness inside of you and knowing not thinking but knowing and experiencing from felt sense that you are the universe and the universe exists and lives within you 
once you have that type of relationship in your existence, you don't really have to do or say much. You'll be such a beautiful benefit to other people. That's why I am so passionate about bringing people to that place because I see it every day where someone comes back to me that I've worked with or that I've spent time with and they'll tell me all the amazing ways that they're now helping so many people in their own life, in their own community. <laughs> and that's, that's the most, that is the most touching part for me. That tingles me head to toe. I'm tingling right now even talking about it. <laughs> because it's, it's like you get to plant a seed in somebody else that grows into this magnificent tree and they get to go off and continue planting seeds. But they weren't my seeds as the person, Chris. They were the seeds of existence. They were universal seeds. Yes. They were seeds free of ego. Because when I was being with that person, I was free of ego. I was just being unconditional with that person. Mm -hmm. So rather than attempting to program someone or fix someone, we don't know how to do that. That's all mind. You're just keeping training the mind, which is causing the suffering. But when you can commit to doing your work and then you bring that to other people, boom. Lives just start to fall apart and rebuild into something wonderful but you can't sacrifice the falling apart bit because if your life has been built on an ocean of shit and lies and excuses and compromise then that life will have to first fall apart which is can you know it can be very challenging and tough and difficult and that is a spiritual process in itself the shedding of everything that was not really pure for you. You dig? I dig. <laughs> People gotta learn to love themselves. It starts there. Everything I talk about starts there. You can only bring forward to everybody else what you've already managed to learn and acquire the ability to bring and give to yourself. Your homework, your study, your research, it's all with you in your life inside of yourself. It's not about a book. It's not about a video. It's not about this podcast. Because if really, if you just listen deeply to what I'm saying in all of these, I'm just saying the same thing. <laughs> Nothing I say ever changes. That's how you can trust it. It's consistent. It's simple. But I have to give different stories on it just for it to sink in and get past a lot of the egoicness and, and the conditioning in people. I almost need to penetrate in many different ways, verbally. Man and woman. Yeah, and of course, more so men when it comes to the verbal, intellectual engagement. Uh, this is why I do mentoring with men and I do energy work with women because women need a different form of 
saturation in order to move through something uh, in order to follow moving through something of benefit in order to actually transform a woman because she receives things differently whereas us as men we receive things differently mm -hmm. so obviously how we engage with one another will be different which is what society is trying to wipe out of us currently society wants everybody to have a penis and a vagina or no penis and no vagina but everyone must be the same. And this is why the women are so sick and the men are so sick and we're just struggling and we're getting more and more frantic and chaotic and miserable and depressed and anxious and sad and all of those nasty things. It's because we've been pulled away from what's natural. We are very, very different. But we are totally equal. Um, another thing I would like to um, talk about is that, that through suffering, so through the experience of, um, yeah, through suffering, we, um, suffering can be an, can be inspiring for us, it can inspire the, to, to get out of it. Mm. only if you open your arms to it and see it as a gift mm -hmm. if a person has a if a person has a very dysfunctional relationship to their suffering they'll just create more of it because also the suffering a person experience uh, does feed the ego isn't it so uh-huh. Uh -huh. If it is seen as, as something of, of truth, if the pain is seen as something of truth, if the craziness and the insanity is seen as something as real, and not as what it actually is, which is a form of just different lumps of conditioning. When you can invite suffering as, wow, this is beautiful, here we go, here, here it comes. <laughs> Here comes this intense, overwhelmed beautifulness that's going to have me in a fit of tears and shaking and screaming and feeling a bunch of things. Once you can celebrate your suffering, you can start to move through it. Mm -hmm. Because to celebrate something, you've got to accept it. The resistance to suffering just creates more suffering because you never have the ability to drop fully into it and feel and process and transcend through it until there's no more of it in you. Mm. Suffering is just something right now that is not being expressed. The body wants to express it. It wants to move it. It wants to live and feel through it. But the suffering then starts to turn into dis-ease in the body when it just starts to sit there in different pockets. And a person's whole system, their whole body just gets 
stuck up and everything stops vibrating the way it needs to. And then the mind, the body and the mind are totally in alignment. And if you've got a tense mind, you've got a tense body. If you've got a tense body, you've got a tense mind. But the damage happens to the body. It's almost as if the conditioning comes into the mind and then the mind holds on to it and, and feeds it even more. And as you're feeding this thing, this thought, this belief, this situation internally that is really in no way in, in alignment with your greater good, what starts to happen is the body almost starts to brace in an attempt to protect itself. So in different areas of the body or different organs of the body, the the tissues and the cells will actually start to brace and to tighten for impact. Because there's something going on, there's an energetic frequency that's being created and done onto the body by you, by your own godliness, because we are all creators here. So as we're creating this frequency that is totally unlike health for us, the body has to respond and clench up to protect itself. Because it feels as though it's being attacked. And the person continues to perpetually attack his or herself all day, every day, just un unconsciously. They're not even paying attention anymore. So a crick in a person's neck or a stiff shoulders just goes unchecked. And they come back six months later to some form of little bit of consciousness. And they're like, whoa, my shoulder is, is about six inches higher than my other shoulder. But what they don't see is that's also happening internally on an organ system scale. On a cellular level. On a breath level. On an internal freedom level. On an energetic circulation level. On a small universe level the whole body just starts to shut itself down. So through consciousness and through awareness of all these thought patterns and the way we are allowing ourselves to be poisoned and infected, we can start to feel through all these areas of tension and, and dis-ease and unhappiness and sadness and pain until we can bring aliveness back to these areas so we can get these places vibrating again in the body. So once they're vibrating, the mind can think that thought again, but it's got nowhere to go anymore. There's nowhere for it to continue damaging internally because you've opened that place back up. through your love, through your patience, and through your willingness to feel all the darkness that may come up out of that place in you. Mm -hmm. And of course, there's different things that people can do also practically, such as meditation can be good for it. Uh, Qigong, I would say, is, is the best thing that somebody can do in terms of a, a practice that just a person can do every day with themselves. Um, I have a Qigong course that's very simple and incredibly effective that people can get on my website if they're looking for that and if it feels in alignment for them. Mm -hmm. um, 
but yeah, there's different embodiment practices that people can do just to kind of get a, an initial understanding and an, an initial communication of what that feels like. Um, and then for greater ways, the energy work sessions that I offer and the mentoring that I offer really blows people's channels and bodies and life force open for them to really experience themselves in, in deeply powerful and blissful and orgasmic and authentic ways. So there's different ways and there's different things that can be used as tools in order to plug back into ourselves. And whatever feels right for the person, I totally recommend that they go in that direction. And as soon as it stops feeling right, go in a different direction. And as soon as that stops feeling right, then go in another direction. And realize that life is supposed to be lived. And that we never need to commit to anything externally forever. You don't need to find what your purpose is supposed to be forever because your purpose is just to be here in life. Your purpose is to be here in lovingness. And in many ways in service. Your purpose can be, I need to go to the bathroom right now. That's actually true. I need to go to the bathroom. Go for it. So everybody who is listening right now until he gets back shaking his dick, um, <laughs> let's just take a moment of silence just to drop down into the body. Take a few deep breaths in through the nose and out through the mouth. Notice where you feel any tension. And also notice where you feel any beautiful sense of lovingness, where you feel an appreciation for life. And allowing yourself to be grateful and to actually speak to life. And to say thank you to life for the energy, for the aliveness that you have right now. And for even being introduced to this moment. Now really just being grateful for the fact that you can even feel something within yourself. And realizing that it's essential for you to allow yourself to let go of that suffering that is totally yours to let go of. It only has a place in you if you say so. And your body and your heart 
and your beingness and your sex and your expression. It's your domain. And then allowing yourself to settle down into your body and smile. You've got so many reasons to smile that you maybe don't remember. But even for this moment of stillness, you can honor this moment with the smile. You're back. I'm back. All right. Good. So do you have any more questions that you want to go into before we finish up? Let me see. There's uh, one more question I'd like to ask you, um, which is maybe a bit more practical, maybe more practical for you. Mm -hmm. um, it is about the energy work you do with the woman. Um, now our minds do very much um, our minds infiltrate um, our our bodies in the way that they start to um, our body starts to become blocked in a way uh, through the unconscious and involuntary thought process and the emotions you don't feel through so the energy work with women how does it serves to heal them energetically and will it heal their mind as well so um yes okay yeah it, it yes it does it has a direct correlation the energy work with women I'm basically being there as a man with the woman in a way that brings a specific charge, it brings everything that I have connected to in my life, the divinity that I have connected to myself or connected to in my own life. I bring that to the engagement 
And it's almost as if it's it's plugged in. I make contact. I, mm. I plug her into that energetic frequency, which is vibrating very, very high. It's very, very high. And something that I've built the relationship with that I can increase it or I can bring it down. So you can you can calibrate it based on what this specific woman or individual is able to actually receive at this current place in their own development. Because people are really able to receive very different qualities at first. Because if you go too far, too fast, it, you know, it can just be uh, not therapeutically supportive to that person because it would just be too much. Mm-hmm. Um so what I'm doing in a very present and conscious way is I'm bringing, and I want to preface by saying maleness and masculinity, it's almost a conduit for spirit. Male masculinity, masculine energy is spirit, it's consciousness. Female energy is life, it's aliveness, it's everything else that exists. Yes. So what I'm not saying is a woman is just that and a man is just the masculinity. There's male and female in both of us. The man's entire body is female because it's alive. Yeah, it's, it's in this life. It's on the physical plane. But to get back to your question, I'm bringing my connection to divinity forward to the woman and then she gets to experience that and experience that charge starting to connect with her and move through her which actually begins to arouse her own femininity it calls her her womanhood to the surface so in order for her womanhood to come to the surface this powerful powerful energy has to start flowing through her and actually pushing out everything that is unlike her own unconditional self everything that is unlike her truth, everything that is unlike her love. So the energy work is really bringing her back to herself. That's really what it is in a simplistic form. There's many different depths I could go into, but just to keep it simple, um, that is what is happening. And that cleans the body. It opens all the main channels in the woman's body from the, the, the bottom of her torso right up through the, the back channels and the front channels and down the legs so she can start receiving more of that powerful feminine energy up through the legs, up through the pelvis. And then the heart starts to also naturally open to this divinity. And when the heart opens, all of the ways she has been holding on to herself and all the ways that she has been feeding her own suffering and all the ways that she has been mishandled and dealt with in a way that was unlike love starts to be pushed up out of her. So then the woman is almost held and I will hold the woman in a way that she needs to express it all to let it go. Whether it's in person or whether it's on the other side of the planet, it really doesn't matter because we're dealing with energetics. So it's a beautifully powerful and humbling experience because you really get to see just how powerful and just how life-affirming life actually is. 
I'm really not doing much. <laughs> I'm really just being there with integrity and I'm being there in communication with everything of divinity inside of myself. And then I'm in a constant conversation with my creator while I plant nothing but an oasis in that woman who has come to me. It's a very spiritual process. There's not, because I'll have men come to me and ask me, Chris, how can I do it? Can you teach it to me? I'll have women come to me, ask me, how can you do it? Can you teach it to me? It's very difficult because there's no technicality to it. Because if I can do it in person or if I can do it from another country over the phone, there can't be a technique. So it's so much more, let me re-clarify, it's everything to do with the spiritual connection. Because you're actually engaging with laws. You're engaging with universal laws. You're engaging with creative energy, creator energy, universal energy, divine feminine energy. These are all the things that me personally, I can't speak for anybody else, but me personally in what I do in the work that I do, that's all the energy, that's all the help I'm calling on. So it's really very little to do with me and more about how little can I do how much of nothing can I get into which will allow me to fall out of the way, my ego to fall out of the way, which then allows total access from that God mother or from that universal energy to have full access to me, which will then have full access to her. It's very simple. <laughs> In, in, in the process and in the standpoint that it's really about doing nothing while also doing something. And that is the best way I can express it. But I'm so humble at the power of life because I'm, I'm there going, whoa, look at this. Look at what life is able to do. Look at the beautiful blissfulness and the orgasmicness and the releasing of trauma that this woman is experiencing right now. I'm mind blown. I am totally mind blown. Every time I see this, I'm totally touched because <laughs> it's so spectacular to me to, to, to look at this and go, whoa, look at what life can do when we allow it in. So, yeah, it's at one point you realize how totally fucking unnecessary you are. <laughs> and also at the same time, how totally necessary and needed you are to assist in restoring these types of connections with people. And we need women here who are embodied. <laughs> That's mainly why I do the work that I do is because I've seen the benefit to community, 
to other people when you have a woman walking around who's allowing herself to fully be a woman who's in connection with herself. It is so wondrous. It is so life-affirming. I've said it before and I'll say it again. Women are women are our life. There's so much of the fuel behind everything. And when our women are beaten up and abused and mishandled and allowed to behave like children and allowed to sacrifice their depth of power for something so meaningless, this is when we need men of clarity standing up for them themselves to let go of their own meaningless endeavors in order to come to a place of beautiful magnificence in the man where he's connected to something greater than himself, that he can then come to women and support her in then doing the same for herself. You know, and I'm in it, I'm in it for all of it. All in. And I've seen the benefit of it countless times. I've worked with thousands of people at this point. And it just continues to be reaffirmed consistently. We need to take responsibility. We need to come back to what is important, to what is real, to what is natural, to what is simple. And we must continuously wipe the sleepiness out of our own eyes because nobody's going to come down and do it for you. I can bring a woman back to herself in a session. I can show her who she is. I can do all of that beautiful stuff for her. But if she then chooses to get up after all of that and then just goes headfirst right back into dealing with childishness and unconsciousness, She'll be back at my door six months later going, Chris, I need you to do all that again. And in many cases, I will, because I can be patient with people. But if that pattern continues to repeat itself, then I realize I'm dealing with someone who refuses to be accountable. Mm -hmm. And then I'm out. Because I'm wasting my own time and my own life force energy. We need to be responsible and accountable. And I feel like that's a good place to end today's call. Yes. So it's been a pleasure to have this conversation with you yeah it really has i really enjoyed it and you asked some great questions i'm glad you um, yeah, I think so. <laughs> <laughs> I, um, I get it um, all right so thank you to everybody for uh listening and tuning in this week and i really hope that uh, you have benefited from listening and, and taking in the energy and the experience of what it is that we're discussing today. And if you would like to be a part of this and come on and hold an interview yourself, then you can email chris at awakenedintent.com or you can just go to the website as well. Uh, it's awakenedintent.com. Thank you, Fabio. Thank you, Chris. Take care. Bye-bye. Bye. -bye. Bye.